At our annual Bible conference in 2014, one of our featured speakers was Carl Gallops, a Florida pastor who is also a best-selling author. In response to the conference's theme of America's spiritual crisis, he spoke on the subject of America's deliberate forgetfulness. It was a powerful, thought-provoking, and spiritually challenging presentation which he delivered with great passion. We want to share some of it with you on this program today, so stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. Those of you who are regular viewers of this program are very familiar with Carl Gallups. He is a pastor from Florida who has written two best-selling books. His first was The Magic Man in the Sky, which is the best defense of the existence of God that I have ever read. It also presents a powerful refutation of the fantasy of evolution. His second bestseller was titled The Rabbi Who Found Messiah. It presented the fascinating story of one of the world's best-known rabbis in Israel who identified Jesus of Nazareth as the true Messiah. We have interviewed Carl in detail about both of those books, and you can secure copies of them through this ministry by ordering them through our website at lamblion.com. Now, as I pointed out at the beginning of this program, Carl was one of the featured speakers at our 2014 Bible Prophecy Conference whose theme was America's Spiritual Crisis. The remarks he shared very dynamically were full of spiritual insights. Here now are some excerpts from his presentation. What an honor to be here. Lamb Lion Prophecy Conference 2014, Richardson, Texas, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, are you having a good time? Give the Lord a hand of praise. Woo! Well, America's spiritual crisis, that's this conference. As, 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 as I think of that general theme, I think immediately of Psalm 2, and if you don't have that, you can listen because it's, a, it's a, a familiar passage of Scripture, I'm sure, to many of you. Psalm 2, I'm going to read a couple of selected portions and you'll recognize it. Why do the nations conspire? Why do the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord. And against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they say. Let us throw off their fetters. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. And the Lord scoffs at them. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Therefore, you kings, be warned, you rulers of the earth. You better serve the Lord with fear. And rejoice with trembling and kiss the son lest he become angry. And lest you be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. And, but blessed are those who take refuge in him. That's America's spiritual crisis because we have now joined with those nations that are mocking and scoffing the Lord. 
We have now begun to join those nations down through history and the, na- the pagan nations around us. Regardless of our Judeo-Christian foundings, we have now joined those nations. And we have forgotten the God of our founding. And the Word of God says, you better kiss the sun again. You better honor the anointed one of Yahweh or the wrath of God will come. But, 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 I love that last verse it ends with, but blessed are those who take refuge in him. I pray that our nation once again takes refuge in him. I'm beginning to doubt and to wonder, but I'm still working and praying and engaging and being the salt and the light and all that I can be in every way that I can be because I pray that perhaps the Lord would continue until he comes, give us the opportunity to take the gospel to the world. People say, well, should a preacher be involved in politics? Well, all I know is I'm a Christian. I'm a citizen. I'm an American. I'm a taxpayer. I'm a patriot. I live under a constitutional republic. I'm going to take advantage of the gift that God has given us, the blessing he's given us. I'm doing my best to preserve our ability to continue to preach the word and to take the gospel to the ends of the earth because my number one allegiance is not to the United States of America. Although I am a patriot, my number one allegiance is to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Now, and my number one goal in life is to advance the kingdom of Jesus Christ. But I understand that we have a privilege and a blessing like no other nation in the world, and I want to preserve that so that we can advance the kingdom. You know, there's 60-something nations of the world. What we're doing tonight, Dr. Reagan, we'd be put in jail or put to death for it. We are so blessed. America's spiritual crisis, we've joined ourselves with these nations. And it seems as though... We have for a long time been living in America from crisis to crisis, have you noticed? (laughs) And we hear people talk about the constitutional crisis, and man, do we have one right now. I mean, it's one constitutional travesty after another one. And we hear people talk about the political crisis, and we hear people talk about perhaps, well, the economic crisis, and perhaps the coming economic collapse, and we have a Mideast crisis, and we have an American-Israeli relationship crisis, and we have a terrorist crisis, and we have an Al-Qaeda crisis, and we have a Muslim Brotherhood crisis, and we have an Arab Spring crisis. That sounds like a bath soap, Arab Spring And we have an IRS crisis, and we have an NSA crisis, and we have... Tell me, when you get tired, let me know if this wears you out. But I'm here to tell you tonight, brothers and sisters, those are not our crises. America doesn't have a political crisis. We have a spiritual crisis. That's what we have. It's like going to the doctor, and the doctor says, what's wrong with you, sir? And I say, well, you know, I've got a fever, and I ache in my joints, and I've got a headache, and I've got nausea, and I feel terrible, and I'm weak, and my joints hurt. And the doctor says, stop. That's not your problem. I asked what your problem was. You've just told me your symptoms. Your problem is you have the flu. And if we can kill the flu virus, a lot of those symptoms are going to go away. 
I'm here to tell you, if I understand God's Word correctly, Dr. Reagan, if, if we would address the real crisis we have in America, if we would repent, if we would come back to God, beginning in the church, then in our homes and our families and our marriages, and then in our schools and in our government, if we would repent and say, God, forgive us, we've played the fool, but would you forgive us? I believe, according to God's Word, He'd put His hand of protection back over us and blessing But I don't care how how high you step and how many times you salute the pledge and flag and say one nation under God, if we don't have a heart of repentance, it really doesn't matter. And that's the crisis. As you notice, I keep boiling it down from saying we've joined those nations to now defining what our crisis is. Now I want to boil it down even further to two words. Deliberate forgetfulness. Now this is, this is a biblical, these are biblical terms. And this is a biblical crisis. And it is a biblical condition under which God brings his judgment and his wrath. Now, listen, <laughs> I went to that church when I was 30 years old to be its senior pastor. I've been there 28 going on 29 years. You can do the math now. Yeah, I'm 59. So now that I'm a senior adult, I understand forgetfulness. I, I used to laugh when I'd hear people say, you know, I went in my, from my bathroom to the kitchen and forgot why I was there. I used to think, how can anybody do that? I do that four times a day now. And, and you know, I just, it's just a part of life. So I understand forgetfulness. That's one thing. And there are two kinds of forgetfulness. One, one of them is just that mental state where you just don't remember something. The other one is, ah, forget about it. In other words, I, I remember it, but I'm going to put it behind me. Yeah, close my eyes. Thank you. Let me preach this. Who said that? Let me, I'm kidding. Your husband's going, she did. She does that at home too, brother. I heard, no, thank you, sugar. Thank you. She says, close my eyes to it. You're exactly right. Close my eyes to it. Now you're, now you're easing into this area of deliberate forgetfulness. And when you start doing that with the things of God, now you're in trouble. And I'm I'm going to show you the scriptures that actually use those words in just a moment. I'm going to apply it more directly to us in just a moment. But but just hear me. So so this was what happened. This was what happened to Israel of the past. God, God took a people that were in slavery for 400 years. He raised up a deliverer. He raised up a savior. He and and, and he brought them out of Egypt under. By the way, under the blood of the Lamb. Brought them out under the promise. Brought them out under mighty miracles and wonders and signs. Brought them out under wrath being poured out on the unbelievers, but yet protecting the believers as he brought them through. Wow. Little picture of God's last day's protection there, too. We've not been appointed to suffer the wrath of God. And so he brings them out, he brings them into the promised land, he delivers them, he provides for them, he blesses them, he he raises them up in the midst of their enemies, their enemies surround them, their enemies try to overwhelm them, but because God's hand of protection is over them, their enemies are never, ever fruitful, their enemies are never victorious. And then he brings them into the promised land, and then he establishes them as a mighty nation, 
And then he establishes judges among them, and by miraculous signs and wonders, he continues to deliver them, continues to provide for them, continues to bless them, continues to protect them. Then he raises up kings among them, and then their nation becomes the superpower of the earth. God continues to bless them, but all the way back in Deuteronomy, before they ever set foot in the promised land, Moses prophesied. God put Moses in a spirit of prophecy beginning in Deuteronomy 4 all the way to the last chapters and some of the last verses of Deuteronomy before they ever set foot in the promised land. Moses never did set foot in the promised land. He was taken to the edge and up on the mountain and saw it. But Moses is in a spirit of prophecy and he says, and I'm going to paraphrase, but you go read it. Here's what it says. And when God brings you into the land and he blesses you, do not Say it. Forget. Do not forget His promises. Do not forget His blessings. Do not forget that it was the Lord who delivered you. Because He will bless you. He will prosper you. But in the day you forget, He will bring your enemies against you. And ultimately, He will scatter you to the nations of the earth. This is in Deuteronomy before they were ever in the land the first time, God says, but if you forget me, it won't last. Then Moses says, but in the last days, God will remember his covenant with you and bring you back to the land. Bring you back to the land? They hadn't even gone into the land yet. Isn't this amazing? And so you know Israel's history. That word was given, and God says, by the way, says, by the way, when you see these things happen, by this you will know that I am God, and beside me there is no other. History has proven the existence of God, because that's exactly what happened to the nation of Israel. May I remind you, that is exactly what is happening to the United States of America. God delivered us from tyranny delivered us from an encroaching persecution among the people of God. He gave us and blessed us into a land of liberty and freedom. Our nation was established on Judeo-Christian principles, on biblical principles. People hear me. I know that people dispute that. I know that not every one of our founding fathers was a Bible-believing, Jesus-loving, Spirit-filled, church-going, Bible-reading Christian. Oh, I pray and wish that they were. Not every one of them weren't, but a lot of them were. But I do know this, we were not founded as a Muslim nation. We were not founded as a Hindu nation. We were not founded as a Buddhist nation. We were not founded upon the teachings of Nostradamus. We were not founded upon somebody reading the horoscope. We were not founded by atheists. We were not founded by agnostics. And I do know this, that the detractors of what I'm saying will say something like, yeah, well, the Constitution, the greatest legal document of the land, it has nothing to do with Christianity or the Bible. Well, sir or ma'am, whoever says that, you have just shown me your ignorance. Because the preamble to the Constitution, you can give the Lord a hand. Because the preamble of the Constitution says, in order to secure the blessings of liberty, and blessings is capitalized, and liberty is capitalized, men will institute governments among themselves. And let me just paraphrase. The preamble basically says, in order to secure what we wrote about in the Declaration of Independence, you know, 
we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and are endowed by their Creator with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These blessings of liberty. And the Constitution starts by saying, in order to preserve and secure these blessings of liberty, we establish these rules and laws. But listen, it gets better than that. Ooh, this is what people hate. Do you know the words under which every one of our founding fathers who signed the Constitution signed? Do you know what those words are? In the year of our Lord, 1787. In the year of our Lord, 1787. And people say, yeah, but some of them were deists. They might have been, but they signed in the year of our Lord, 1787. Well, some of them weren't really believers. Maybe, but they put their names under in the year of our Lord, 1787. And in 1787, the year of our Lord meant the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. For those of you who may have tuned in late, let me explain that we are listening to Carl Gallups, a Florida pastor and best-selling author. The presentation he is making is one that he delivered at our 2014 Bible Conference. The theme of the conference was America's Spiritual Crisis. Let's return now to Carl's presentation. But Israel forgot, and God took a finger off and he sent prophets and they persecuted and laughed and scoffed and mocked at the prophets and God took another finger off and then they killed some of the prophets and persecuted and mocked and God took another finger off and God sent more prophets and Israel deliberately forgot and God took his hand off and they were taken into captivity and they were no more. If God will do that to his chosen elect, what will he do to America as we continue to deliberately forget? Mm. And so, America is deliberately forgetting who we are, how we were founded how and when and where and why God has blessed this nation and how and where and when and why God has brought his judgments upon this nation. Ah, forget about it. Let me show you something very quickly. Second Peter chapter 3. I want to show you these words because they go directly to the last days. Look at verse 3. First of all, the word of God says... You must understand. Whenever you see those words in the Word of God, you better pay attention. First of all, you must understand. You must understand that in the last days, and I believe we're living in prophetic times, folks. I'll talk about that in just a moment. In the last days, scoffers will come. I'm so glad we don't have any scoffers and mockers of the Christian faith in the Word of God anymore, aren't y'all? <laughs> But in the last days, scoffers and mockers will come following their own evil desires. And they will say, where is this coming? And I'm going to add these words because this is the context. Where is this coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? Where is this coming he promised? Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. 
Verse 5. But they deliberately forget. See? There it is. But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. And by these waters also the the world at that time was deluged and destroyed. By that same word the present heavens and the present earth are reserved for fire being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. You see what follows deliberate forgetfulness? Look at the next verse. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. A thousand years are like a day. And the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Rather, he is patient. Can I get an amen and praise God? And how aren't you glad the Lord is patient? Aren't you glad the Lord is patient? For all of us that are under the blood of the Lamb, all of us that say, I'm born again, all of us that say, I'm a Christian, all of us that say, I'm going to go to heaven when I die, all of us that say, and while I live, I've got the Holy Spirit living within me to give me the guidance and the direction and the power and the courage and the strength and the anointing to live each day. For all of us that can say those things, don't you praise God that He was patient lest he would have destroyed the the earth and the world a long time ago, and our souls and our life wouldn't be here. Aren't you glad he was patient within our lifetimes? Or those of us who are saved would not be here. And so let us not forget this one thing. God's wrath is coming, especially upon those nations or those people who deliberately forget. We are deliberately forgetting what God's Word says. We're cheapening the Word, we're cheapening the Gospel for the sake of a dollar bill or a kingdom or an empire that we're building rather than advancing the kingdom of God. You can give the Lord a hand right there if you'd like. And I'm telling you, there is no way that God is going to withhold His judgment. We, we can't keep living in deliberate forgetfulness in America or in our churches. We can't. In the last days, people will be deliberately forgetting. And, and, and the context, the immediate context is here. Watch this. God's glory is his creation. Romans 1 tells us that, that that's how we'll know him. That's how we'll know his glory, by his power, by, by the things that have been created. Men are without excuse. His glory is his ability to create. We can put a man on the moon, but we cannot manufacture a, mum, a bumblebee. We can't make a gnat. We don't know how. We can make computers and internets, but we cannot make an ant. These things have life. They have breath in them. Then when you get to the human being, the crowning glory of all of God's creation of life with a soul and a mind and the creative ability and the image of God himself within us, it's beyond the comprehension of man to even begin to know we're still we still don't know why we have dreams we still don't know where a thought originates and so here's the deal god the lord god the intelligent designer behind all of the design the eternal one that's his glory but in america about a hundred years ago we decided we were going to forget about it and we began to teach our children Generation now, after generation, after generation, that we are nothing more than souped up gorillas. 
And that billions of years ago. See, if this stuff was written in the Bible, we'd all be burned at the stake for heresy or something. But you can give a guy a PhD, put him in a, in a room in a class and tell him he's smart and he'll tell the kids how smart he is. And this is what they'll tell him. They'll say, look, here's what happened billions of years ago. There was an explosion, poof. And in the middle of it, there was just stuff. There was things, there were rocks and there was pools of sludge and there were chemicals. And, you know, we don't exactly know how they decided to form, but there they were. And the chemicals over millions and millions of years decided to kind of get together. And then a single, a single molecule decided to burst into life because the chemicals so arranged themselves. This is called chemosynthesis, by the way, for those of you that are chemistry-minded and scientifically-minded. And, 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 or it could be called spontaneous generation, which is an absolute farce, meaning that just spontaneously life generates out of nothing. And it only happened once, but then that molecule over millions of years became a multi-celled organism and then that multi-celled organism became a simple sponge-like organism and the simple sponge became a a simple worm-like organism and the simple worm-like organism over millions more years became some kind of an uh, an ancient fish kind of organism and then that fish became a more little more modern fish and then that became an amphibian and then and then the amphibian became three kinds of reptiles one of them was the dinosaur kind that has gone now the other one is the kind of reptiles that we see now one of the kinds of reptiles became mammals and the mammal started with a simple rat-like thing that became a lemur-like thing that became a monkey-like thing. You think I'm kidding! This is in your kids' textbooks. This is what you're spending tens and tens of thousands of dollars sending your kids to university to learn. And then that lemur kind of thing became a monkey kind of thing, became a chimpanzee kind of thing. And somewhere between the chimpanzee and us, there was this, uh, this, this creature, this, this um, transitional species that was the common ancestor, which, by the way, we've never found it or any evidence of it. That's why it's called the missing link. Evolutionists are pretty honest about some things. And then eventually here we are. Now, if you just look at the person, there's a lot of you I can look at and say, yep, that's what happened. If, if you do that. Am I allowed to continue? Okay. Well, folks, I did allow Carl to continue, but unfortunately we do not have the time on this program to show you the rest of his remarks. You'll have to get a copy of our conference video album in order to secure a complete copy of his marvelous presentation. In just a moment, our announcer will tell you how you can do that. Next week, the Lord willing, we will show you portions of the presentation that I made at our 2014 Bible Conference. I presented in detail the sickening evidence of our nation's rebellion against God. Also, I presented evidence that our rebellion has been increasing exponentially. My conclusion was that we are literally crying out for the wrath of God to fall upon us. This is the third of our programs in which we have featured presentations made at our 2014 Bible Conference. If you have missed any of the programs, you can find them on our website at lamblion.com. I hope this program has been a blessing to you. Until next week, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. The video album containing all six presentations made at the 2014 Lamb and Lion Bible Conference is ready for distribution. The album contains three DVDs, and each one contains two presentations that run 50 minutes each. All the presentations are related to the overall conference theme of America's spiritual crisis. View Dave Reagan's detailed and chilling indictment of America's rebellion against God. 
See Warren Smith speaking about the destructive impact of the New Age movement on the churches of America. Witness Jan Markell outlining in detail how our nation is gradually turned against Israel. Watch Eric Barger expose the terrible heresies that are weakening the church in America. View Mike Gendron warning of God's impending judgment on our nation and his passionate call for national repentance. And see Carl Gallup's thrilling presentation about our nation's deliberate forgetfulness of God and his word. The album can be yours for a donation of $25 or more, plus the cost of shipping. To order, call the number you see on the screen between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, or place your order through our website at lamblion.com. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 